Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. Welcome to this Friday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. It's the quickest you've ever hit the button. I'm very fast now. Yeah, how are you? I'm good. Good, you look good. Yeah, thanks. You say that. You're welcome. This morning, Tony told me I looked nice. The lights were completely off. I was like barely dressed. I didn't have makeup on. He says in bed, half asleep. He just looks up. And will tell me that I look nice without actually seeing how. And I, I look. believe I actually had a pillow over my face. You probably did. Yes. Yeah. But so, you looked good. Yeah. <laughs> Just telling me I look good when you're not actually looking does not get you any brownie points. Well, I try. I know you do. All right, Disney Parks blog um, in Disney Shanghai. They have uh, a feature about unleashing your wicked fun side. That's right. They are asking guests to celebrate Halloween time uh, from October 5th through November 1st at their resort. Uh, they have a bunch of new experiences, including parties, new Disney villain selfie spots, special fireworks and delicious delicacies and more. Aww, so it looks like fireworks. their fireworks are back. Um, they've got some adorable pumpkins with uh, Duffy and uh, Duffy and Friends carved into them, which are pretty cool. But they're going to, this year, offer a two-day Halloween party called Halloween Days of Spooktacular uh, that will take place on the 30th and 31st. Um, They want guests to dress up, and they will have five party zones set up through Shanghai Disneyland with live DJs and the aforementioned Disney villain selfie spots. Um, At the end of the night's This Is Halloween Dance Party, they will have a costume contest winner who will be riding as the Grand Marshal vehicle in front of the nighttime parade. And then they will have a Halloween Villains fireworks show with Disney Villains projection, fire effects, and more. Um, They will also have villains making appearances on the Enchanted Storybook Castle Balcony on the all-new Villain Balcony Walk. So I think that's kind of the cool thing that this pandemic has brought mm-hmm. is there are a lot of new character locations, right. a lot of them on second floors yeah. uh, where these characters can just come out and wave at people. Um, and then each night, Donald's Halloween treat cavalcade will uh, will uh, traverse the parade route. Uh, they have a whole bunch of pumpkin-flavored desserts, including <laughs> a Halloween Donald waffle with pumpkin-flavored ice cream, a Donald pumpkin-flavored ice cream waffle cone, and a Donald pumpkin-flavored ice cream. Um, <laughs> Donald and pumpkin, I guess, go well together. Uh, uh, who'd have thought? Two great tastes that go great together. Um, and uh, then they've got their special Stella Lou Halloween sippers and Duffy Halloween popcorn buckets for the uh, bucket collectors. So if you're in Shanghai, stop by. It sounds like so much fun. I wish we had all these Halloween things going on I around know, here. Right? All right. Um, Disney's Magic Moments has a recipe out there for a fancy Impossible Burger. Yeah, it is uh, from the Food and Wine Festival, and it is the Impossible Burger Slider with Wasabi Cream and Spicy Asian Slaw. Um, they give you a how-to video as well as the recipe. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not sold on these Impossible Burgers yet. You know what the nice thing is about making it from home? What's that? You could just use a real hamburger and put all the fun <laughs> toppings on it. <laughs> would you do that? Yes. You would? <laughs> have you tried the Impossible Burger yet? I have not. My problem with something like an Impossible Burger, I think it's a great idea if you are um, vegetarian or vegan and you you can't eat meat, but it's not any more healthy. It doesn't have any less calories. There's all kinds of weird things in it to make it like meat. But it's plant-based. Yes, but the most natural thing you can eat would be meat. meat. So I get it for certain people. It makes sense. But for someone who eats meat, I don't understand why you would eat that. Okay. 
Duly right. noted. Um, Bob Chapek is blaming uh, California's strings, stringent guidelines for Disneyland's continued closure. I don't think this is news to anyone. We no. know this. Okay. We, we don't even need to talk about this anymore. Yeah. He's just, he's very upset. Uh, he was on CNBC the other day and he just reiterated everything that he's been saying for about the past, I don't know what, six or seven uh, years it seems like now. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, at least the past three or four weeks. Right. Um, Disneyland has canceled reservations through October 31st because, you know, as Bob Chapek keeps pointing out, they are still not open because of California's stringent guidelines. Yep. So like we do every week, uh, Disneyland hotels are contacting their guests with reservations through October 31st, advising them to modify or cancel their reservations. Okay. Um, And then Disneyland has reached agreements with 11 unions. This is regarding, um, I assume, layoffs and furloughs. Nope. No. It's their return to work agreement. Oh. So they have a, a reached an agree, a return to work agreement with the 11 unions who represent the vast majority of cast members who work in California. Um, this agreement allows the cast members to come back to work as soon as possible uh, with new COVID-19 health and safety precautions in place, including free testing for employees as they do in Florida. Um, these agreements, these unions cover a majority of food and beverage, Master Services Council, Independent Employee Services Association, Craft Maintenance, and International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees. Now, the funny thing is they're bringing the stage employees back, but they've already canceled two of the big theatrical productions there. Right. So that's that's kind of good news. It means that when Governor Newsom finally gets off his rear end and signs the uh, order to open up the parks, that Disney will bring their employees back uh, pronto. And in a fair manner. Yes. So that's good. Um, Starbucks has a new Tumblr out in Disneyland, and it's especially interesting because it sort of has a map layout on it. Um, and that map layout of the uh, Disneyland park is including the new Avengers campus that has not actually been opened yet. Well, it's California Adventure. Sorry. Uh, that's all right. But it, it does have a little spot for Avengers Park. It's a it's a stylized map of the uh, of the park with just little icons for some of the major attractions. And, um, you know, Avengers Campus was supposed to open this past summer. So I'm sure that their um, production schedule, you know, the Starbucks placed their placed their order for these mugs, uh, yep. tumblers, months ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, they've come in and Avengers Campus is not open, but it is now on the, on the tumbler. I bet these are going to be worth money. You think? I do. Uh, well... It depends how many they made. Uh, Let's see. Um, An open Disneyland rally has been scheduled. That's right. On October 17th, uh, California legislature leaders, cast members, and regular civilians are planning to meet on Admiral Drive uh, to stage a large rally, voicing their displeasure with the California government. Yeah, everyone should show up to that. Um, and then California state officials um, are visiting Disneyland and Universal, I'm going to say in air quotes, this week, because we've uh, heard about things that were happening in air quotes this week before, and they did not happen. So That is true. Um, but that's that's the rumor that the teams are in place. They're being me- uh, visited by some of the economic recovery team folks, as well as members of the COVID uh, and health departments uh, in California. So... Fingers crossed they actually get there this week. (laughs) All right. Um, And then in uh, Walt Disney World, 
An end date for the Food and Wine Festival at Epcot has been announced. That's right. The Food and Wine Festival opened on July 15th and no end date was provided. Uh, but they have now given an end date and that is November 22nd, which I believe is the weekend prior to uh, Thanksgiving. prior to Thanksgiving. Yeah. Well, that's kind of a bummer because we're going to go right after it's over. Well, we'll be there a week and a half after it's over. So what are they replacing it with? Uh, they will, always... it'll, it'll be time for the Festival of the Holidays. Okay. So we'll get some turkey and cranberry. Right. And right. some Santa Clauses and Kris Kringles and Pear That's Noels. Right. Yeah. I forgot we're going to be there when things are decorated for Christmas. Yep. So exciting. Okay. Um, and then Senator Elizabeth Warren of Massachusetts sent a scathing letter to um, the head of Disney Parks. Yeah, it was addressed to Mr. Iger and Chapek and pretty much... Uh, she voiced her displeasure in the fact that uh, Disney did not prepare properly over the years for this pandemic with their economic cushion and that they, for a number of years, just succeeded in making their executives and their uh, uh, stockholders, uh, you know, pretty much uh, rich and healthy um, and uh, left the uh, rank and file workers out to dry. Um, you know, I kind of get it. You know, nobody plans for a pandemic. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's like when you look at your own household, they tell you to have six months salary set aside in case you ever get laid off. And right. Then you, you lose your job. You know, I'm sure Disney has a war chest of of money that they put aside and any company responsible, you know, any responsible company does that. Um, they have a certain amount of, of capital that is set aside. But when your theme parks close for yeah. nine months and mm -hmm. it's unplanned, you know, they're talking that California alone, Disneyland lost $2.2 billion. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if by the time this was all said and done, uh, they end up losing somewhere between 7 to $10 billion uh, because of, of the pandemic. So for her to come out and say that, I mean, it, it's kind of tough. The thing is, put aside the pandemic, if she came out with this a year ago and said this before any kind of pandemic stuff happened and just said, you know, you're you're feeding the fat cats of your company. You're not taking care of the, you know, the everyday frontline workers. I completely agree with her because right. Disney has all has been in the past, I don't know, eight to 10 years, all about making money. more money. Yep. And even when they were just bringing it in hand over fist, they were still trying to find ways to cut the little extras and just squeak out a little bit more out of their profit margin. And so I agree with her there. But as far as bring the pandemic into it, I think that's a little bit unfair um, because, yeah, nobody was going to be right. prepared for this. No matter what happened, no matter how good they were being to their employees before this happened, no matter how planned they were to have a good cushion, they were not going to get through this without massive layoffs. Right. It just wasn't going to happen. Like no one has a pandemic game plan. No. <laughs> You know, you've got a game plan for an earthquake. You know, California drops off into the ocean. I'm sure Disney's got a game plan for mm -hmm. that. You know, massive fires. I'm sure Disney's got a, an evacuation plan for that. But and all the things, the stuff like that with like, you know, some kind of massive fires. And there's probably insurance policies that help cover some of that right. stuff. There's nothing that helps cover any of this. This is just, you know, lost profits. And yep. uh, yeah. So anyway, that's my take on it. I think she's she's half right. But to blame to blame them for what's happening with the pandemic seems a little unfair. You know, it, it, it's kind of like um, Abigail Disney, who is a, a distant relative of Walt. I believe he's one of Roy's uh, grandchildren. 
uh, she comes out every year and and rallies against the fact that Disney is you know making their stockholders rich and ignoring the little the little worker. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she's been on that boat for a, a number of years, and you know I get it. But on the other hand, Disney is a multinational company, and their job is to make money and to make money for their stockholders. They're not a nonprofit, you know. So it's not not every worker gets an equal share. No, but. Certain companies are better at taking care of their employees than others. Right. And with the kind of money that Disney is making and with the sort of family background that they have, they are one of the companies that should really be taking very good care of their yep. of their um, their employees. But part of the problem is even for crappy wages and no benefits, people will go work for Disney because they love it so much. Right. And Disney, you know, the, the stockholders and the people that are running the company take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I, I think her big thing was that, yeah, you know, the executives took a pay cut and, you know, Iger and Chapek stopped receiving salaries, but then they reinstituted the salaries in August. And you look at, you know, the fact that Bob Chapek said, well, I'm not going to take $2.5 million in salary. I'm going to take $1.25 million. Bob Iger completely uh, said, I'm going to take 0% of my salary. Their money is not made in salary their money is made in bonuses and compensation. You know, Bob Iger made almost $60 million two years ago in compensation. And right. I think I think that's where her argument is. Um, so. My other question is, what does this have to do with her? Right. She's a senator in Massachusetts. This has nothing to do with her. It's very odd. Well, maybe she's preparing for her 2024 presidential bid. Maybe <laughs> she's going to give it a go again. Maybe. Okay, moving on. Uh, Disney World reservations are now available through the end of 2021. Yes. Um, you did skip a story because we were talking about Disney's response to Elizabeth Warren. And they just came out and said that there were some misstated facts and whatnot. If you look at her letter, her letter is nothing but, uh, you know, uh, what do you call them? Subscripts and uh, footnotes. Footnotes. It's a very well put together letter. Yeah, she references other um, other articles and research and things. So, I mean, yeah, she's not talking out of her butt. Um, I just, I don't know why why she's talking at all. Right. Just odd. Okay. Now can we move so on? So back to Walt Disney World. Yes, Walt Disney World, when they released their 2021 packages earlier this summer, uh, they had only opened the year through September 26th. They have now opened up their uh, packages and ticket-only purchases for the remainder of the year, so you can now book dates through the end of 2021. If anybody's looking to go to Disney World, I know an excellent travel agent. You happen <laughs> to be listening to him right now. Um, so, uh, yeah, get get your tickets. Um, in conjunction with that, the Park Pass Reservation System has been extended through January of 2022. Um, and, uh, that's, uh, that's about it. There's, there's rumor that park hoppers may be back, but no word on how that will be handled. Yeah. I don't know how that would work, yeah. but okay. And still no, st- at this point, still no fast pass information for 2021. They can just leave them gone forever as far as I'm concerned. Well, but they built the fast pass queue mm-hmm. in Ratatouille's new ride. So they don't have to use it. All right. Um, an annual pass discount. Oh, the annual pass discount at Shop Disney has been extended through October 29th. That's right. If you're an annual pass holder and you're purchasing anything on the Shop Disney website, you still receive 30% off your purchases for most of this month. Uh, you have to make sure that your annual pass is linked to your Disney Parks account and that you're using that same login when you log into the Shop Disney website. 
the promotional code AP30OFF uh, can be used at checkout. And this is uh, this good is good on in-stock park merchandise. Of course, restrictions apply. All right. Um, in Epcot and the Germany Pavilion, they have opened an annual pass holder pop-up store. Um, there's pretty good discounts there, but you have to be an annual pass holder to go in and shop in this pop-up store. They actually check your um, annual pass and identification at the at the door. Um, it's located inside of one of the buildings there. And um, there's some exclusive merchandise, and uh, you can use your 30% off discount that you get in the parks on top of whatever the um, discounts might be inside of the pop-up store. Yeah, and it's it's for merchandise from around the park. A lot of it is German-related, um, but they are selling some Norway Pavilion-branded jackets that normally sell for $175 that are substantially discounted. Um, they mentioned that they have some wine glasses uh, obviously from the Food and Wine Festival that are 50% off. And then you get to use your 30% annual pass holder discount on top of that. So you can stack discounts. Yeah, um, It looks to be a pretty good deal if you are an annual pass holder. Uh, and if you are an annual pass holder and you make a purchase of $50 or more, you will get either a complimentary cutting board or a set of coasters. Um, both of these items have been offered to pass holders in the past uh, and they are bringing them back. So uh, this pop-up shop is open on the weekdays from 11.30 a.m. to park close until November 17th. All right. Um, in food offerings, the Nomad Lounge at uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom is now offering a walk-up wait list. That's true. That is uh, that is a new option for them. There is now the walk-up list that you can utilize through your My Disney Experience account. Okay. And then Olivia's, which is located at Old Key West and is said to have wonderful food. We have not actually had it, but I hear great things. Um, they are now offering to-go items, and that is for all the things on their menu, uh, not just select items. That's right. Their enti- entire menu is available, including their famous conch fritters and their southernmost buttermilk chicken. All right. Um, moving on to cruise line news, which we don't have very often anymore. Um, Disney Cruise Line has announced early 2022 itineraries. That's right, 2022 itineraries uh, for pretty much the first three months of 2022 have been announced. They will be available for booking beginning next Monday, um, depending upon your level uh, of membership in the Castaway Club determines your booking dates. So pretty much the reservations will open between Monday and Thursday for Castaway Club members, DVC members, and Adventures by Disney uh, guests, former Adventures by Disney guests. All right. Tony and I are looking at what they have and seeing if we'd like to book something. Um, Tony wants to hold out, however, for the uh, Disney Wish, which is scheduled to make its inaugural sailing in the summer of 2022. That's right. The inaugural sailing was expected to be in early 2022. uh, But of course, the pandemic has pushed things back at the shipyard over in Germany. So it was announced that uh, the Wish would be making her inaugural uh, sailing in uh, summer of 2022, those dates should be coming out in about three months. So uh, very, very much looking forward to that. But we could probably squeeze another cruise in uh, prior to that. We'll have to see. I mean, who knows? We just don't really know what cruising is going to be like or right. how active it's going to be. I think the interesting thing is we may actually have a shot at getting a spot on the inaugural sailing, whereas, um, you know, a year ago, Maybe we wouldn't have had that same shot because right. there might be a, a big group of people that are still not willing to cruise. So. Yeah, although that is that will be a year and a half, more than a year and a half out by the time 
this happens. I would like to, to say that, oh, everything will be fine and normal by then, but I don't know. I mean, you know, masks, especially for something like cruising where you're so close together and it's always been an issue about, you know, catching something, right. you know, the, the norovirus, 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 norovirus. Yeah. you know, when that gets on a ship, they've got to quarantine that thing and wipe the whole yep. thing down and skip a cruise in between. I mean, that hasn't, I don't think that's ever happened with Disney, no. but it happens with some cruise ships. So uh, it, it's easy to pass things between yep. people. So who knows what 2022 is going to look like for cruising? Yep. And then there was a pretty cool occurrence that happened in Brest, France yesterday. Um, all four Disney ships uh, were docked next to each other uh, for the first time. That happened a few months, well, not for the first time in Europe, because it happened a few months ago in uh, um, Florida when they were all docked together. So cool. Yeah. So it's pretty funny that all the ships are, have made a transatlantic crossing and they're all over in Europe. It makes me wonder if they're keeping the ships there because they expect to start calling crew members back and it might be a lot easier to get all of the crew members on board the ship from Europe as opposed to flying them into the States. Yeah, I mean, and if things are better in Europe than they are here, is that are they going to change some itineraries and stuff and maybe start offering some short cruises you know, out of Europe. Right. All right. Um, this is big news. Uh, the Walt Disney World Swan and Dolphin um, buses are, they're now using NEARS transportation. And what that means is that they're not going to be able to use the drop-offs that were used previously when Disney was providing the transportation. So um, if you're on a Disney-provided transportation bus, you get dropped off directly at the Magic Kingdom. You get dropped off, um, you know, right in front of Epcot um, and obviously the other the other parks as well. But now you are going to be dropped off where the charter buses are dropped off. That's right. And that charter bus drop-off location is the Ticket and Transportation Center. For the Magic Kingdom. For the Magic Kingdom. So instead of having a very short walk from the bus loop to the front gate, you will now have to be dropped off at the Ticket and Transportation Center and take over either take the monorail or the ferry boat over to the Magic Kingdom in order to get in. And in addition to that, uh, the new drop-off point in Disney Springs is now the west side as opposed to the bus loop in the town center. And even at the other parks, um, Animal Kingdom in particular, I know, the charter bus drop-off areas are a bit beyond where the regular buses drop off. Right. So that's uh, not great for your feet. Yep. And I think it's going to be a hit for the Swan and Dolphin as far as people wanting to stay there. Right. You know, it's fine for Epcot because you can walk over there. Um, fine, fine for, for Hollywood, Hollywood Studios, Studios because you could take the Skyliner also. But, you know, for Animal Kingdom and the Magic Kingdom, especially the Magic Kingdom. Right. That's, uh, that's not great. I think they're going to have a lot of lift cars um, picking people up. Right. Yeah. Okay, um, and then moving to entertainment news, um, it looks like Soul has another trailer that was released. That's right. There's a new official trailer that was released um, for Soul, which stars Jamie Foxx as the voice of Joe Gardner, a middle school band teacher, and Tina Fey as the voice of 22, a soul that guides Joe along his journey. I think that's going to be cute. So we'll, we'll post that uh, up on our page. And uh, Soul is going direct to Disney Plus, premiering on Christmas Day. All right. Speaking of Disney Plus, um, there are some updates on Disney Plus. Well, Disney Plus has updated their their content advisory related to stereotypes. 
Yeah, they have now added some wording um, to their uh, advisories related to racial and ethnic stereotypes. Um, it pretty much, uh, you know, states that it 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 was wrong. It is wrong now, and it was wrong then um, because of negative depictions and or mistreatment of people or cultures. Uh, the stereotypes were wrong then and are wrong now. Rather than remove this content, we want to acknowledge its harmful impact, learn from it, and spark conversation to create a more inclusive future together. Uh, now, that being said, uh, they still have removed the crows from Dumbo and have not yet returned them. Yeah, they won't. They, so. There's no need to. And then at the boardwalk, we're jumping around all of our stories. This, we're not organized well. At the boardwalk hotel in uh, Walt Disney World, the uh, clown has been removed from the keister coaster. Yeah, that's big news, because if you hated clowns... Uh, Even if you don't hate clowns, that thing was awful. It was pretty scary. Yeah. It was, but he's gone now. Uh, I've seen some of the uh, pictures. He's been chopped into mm-hmm. numerous pieces uh, <laughs> and loaded aboard a box truck, uh, hopefully for destruction somewhere. I would not want to be driving that box truck. No, no. That's, that, Bad that's things how those could horror happen movies to you. start. Yeah. yeah. All right, so um, Epcot has now installed their contactless security scanners. That's right. These are the new Evolve scanners, which are the new touchless uh, bag weapon scanning systems, as they refer to them. Uh, they're the fastest weapon screening system on the market. They can scan 60 people per minute and are 10 times faster than other security systems and are about 300 times faster than Larry from Columbus, Ohio, <laughs> who used to search your bags. Yes. And sometimes you got a very slow Larry. Yes. And sometimes you got the talkative Larry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Um, and then the Yak and Yeti, they are now, that's in the Animal Kingdom. That is a table service meal and they are now offering a prefix menu. Well, they've actually been open for a while and they've had this prefix menu since the summertime, but I did not know about it. So okay. I figured many people also didn't know about it. And also the Yak and Yeti, I said it's um it's table service, but they also have a um like they have a quick service location around okay. the corner. Right. Uh so Yak and Yeti Adventurous Eats has a prefix menu as Cheryl mentioned. It is $35 a person. It includes an appetizer of wonton soup or a house salad. You can upgrade to the firecracker shrimp for $6. And then there is an entree of General So's chicken, teriyaki grilled steak, or an ahi tuna poke bowl. And then for dessert, you get a pineapple upside down cake or a chocolate silk tart. You can upgrade to cream cheese wontons also for $6. And they also offer add-ons of a lobster tail for $15 or an upgrade to the center cut 12-ounce ribeye for $16. So that sounds like a decent little menu. Yeah, until I add on all the things I actually want, and then it's like $55 in person. Right, and now Cheryl's got a shrimp tail, cream cheese wontons, and uh, the no, firecracker shrimp. No, I would have to do the firecracker shrimp. I think I'm okay with the dessert. I don't want cream cheese wontons. Yeah, you know And I'm me. probably okay with the dinner. I would just have to have the firecracker shrimp. You know me. I'm just straight out uh, wonton soup, uh, teriyaki grilled steak, and a chocolate silk tart. Yeah, it would yeah. be okay then. Yeah, I'd, I'd be easy. <laughs> you were the finicky one. No. Yes. No, I just have a more expanded palate, so I like to eat more fun things that cost have, more money. I have an expanded belly. Yes, that's true. All right, let's move on to Legoland. We haven't heard from Legoland in a while. Legoland in Florida is offering a $99 annual pass, which they have also offered in the past. That's right. It is a throwback uh, throwback pricing, and their new Play and Party Pass, which uh, will cost $99, was announced on Thursday, the park's ninth birthday, and that price reflects the original pricing from nearly a decade ago. Uh, going into 2021, which will be Legoland's 10th birthday, 
Uh, they have some new stuff coming. That is Brickboard's Water Sports Stunt Show, which will debut in February. They're going to have a Pirate Fest Weekends event, a new 4D movie, the opening of a new building center, and a fresh summertime stage show in Lego City, and new shade structures for Miniland. Um, so this is going to uh, usher in their 10th year. They are also going to have the biggest, most awesome Lego cake ever created uh, next October. And uh, that is big news for uh, Legoland. Normally, their annual pass sells for uh, $149. But the new Play and Party Pass is available to Florida residents only. It includes admission for 12 months. And there are blockout dates, including several dates in March, July, and December. Uh, you do also get a commemorative brick, discounted guest tickets, collectible items, and invites to select events. All right. Yeah. Nice. Isn't that, that's fancy. And you know they're opening up another Legoland next year in Rye, New York. Are they? Yeah, very close to us. Nice. All right. You have anything, any final words? No, I do not. All right. Then uh, have a good weekend, everybody. And until Monday, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast.